2: Welcome to Cup Square Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo, good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm doing well. Doing well. It's been a, been a busy few days here around the shop. You know, it's funny. Uh, normally, July kind of slows down after you know, Father's Day's in June, it's real busy, and then it kind of starts slowing down, it gets sure. so hot and everything, but uh, man, it's been, we've just been rocking and rolling, dude. It's man. been great.
0: I love it. Love yeah, to it's hear been, it.
2: has been really good. Lots of uh, lots of cigar smokers this time of year start to filter back in. And
0: Yeah,
3: what
2: is, um, is
0: what is the seasonal nature of cigars? I well, you know, that.
2: we talk about that occasionally. Uh, you know, obviously, we're always complaining about the the heat here, but uh, y- you know, it, there is something to be said about this time of year, you're, you're out grilling and uh, you know, stuff like that. And you, you just don't necessarily want to fool with your pipe as much. And so we've got all these folks that come in and immediately just start, uh, gravitating towards a cigar. And so, uh, huh. for some reason, of course, our shop is so rare. It's very pipe centric as, you know, as we've talked about, you know, um, uh, before. And, and so, uh, you know, here we, we've always got pipe smokers coming and going, but, the, um, the cigar stuff definitely kind of spikes in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something we see. Okay. So, and up. I've been smoking more myself recently. I've enjoyed a, a, a boutique brand that's, um, that I've become really fond of called Curavari. Uh, real small Curavari. batch stuff. Yeah. Curavari, they kind of a, um, interesting, uh, little company, but man, they may just make some great, uh, small batch stuff. Their, uh, cafe and cafe noir series are great. Their reserva Limitada is probably the closest thing to a Cuban cigar. Uh, I've ever had that, that was not made in Cuba. Really, really good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying some stogies, man. It's been good. All right. Fair enough, man. You want to, you want to smoke
0: one with me sometime? You know, I, I do like, I like stogies. I like cigars. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Do I know. You, I see that look in your eye. You want to make do, fun of me. Do you? Yes, I do. do, do that was a heavy <laughs> cigar, sir. Okay. Look, not you, a, you look,
2: probably didn't have enough on your stomach either.
0: I uh, John, John David's referring to you, the <laughs> last time that I was in the, uh, the shop smoking a cigar. It was a gift from my brother. And it was a uh, a pretty heavy cigar for someone who had not been eating that day and doesn't typically smoke cigars. It was a really mild cigar, but
2: you, yeah, gut punch right he, there. You look you. I'm just glad you're close to the bathroom. All right, yeah. <laughs> I, I took good care of you. I got you. I brought you plenty of water, and I, no, you I were, got you know like a, a cold towel to like compress against your forehead. No, no, this and stuff. is true. It was, it was one great.
0: of the one of the best things about John's <laughs> really David. what happened in the midst in the midst of your trauma, he will be there. He will support you. But as soon as the trauma has passed and all is well, he will make fun of you <laughs> and never let it go. <laughs> Man, okay. So this week, uh, last week rather, I was in Chicago. Yeah, dude. Tell us about your trip, dude. All right, the store there that i mentioned last week that i was going to i have always called it ewen rees
2: i always and, pronounce and, it and and then i think you will have purists that because it's uh, eastern european in origin i think they call it even rees even rees really I, I think it's uh, maybe german or austrian or something i'm i'm not are you, giving you not a hard time, are you sure. sure no no i'm dead serious okay, right about on. that i've heard people call it even rees before kind of like that v that v sounding w that gotcha. you hear sometimes in german language, you know germanic languages uh I've always called it uh, Ewan Reese. Ewan Reese. All right. So you can call it Iwan Rice if you want. Know, look, see, I get in trouble with this in the pipe <laughs>
0: community. I've already gotten in trouble several times by re- pronouncing things the wrong way, but it's a it's a curse, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: but dude, dude, you went. Oh and my the guys were great. You, Did you realize that had a good time. Store huh? has
0: been open since like the Civil War, like not yeah. quite the Civil War, but like shortly thereafter. Right in that era, dude, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, uh, four or five generations. Like I, I had a great shop talk. Um, yeah, uh, with the uh, the manager of the shop, uh, who's also the owner or the the inheritance like in, in line right. uh, for the ownership to to sit the Iron Throne, but an a awesome shop filled with a ton of character. They've got their, their smoking lounge. It's raised up. And, you know, like Chicago, I, you know, I hadn't been to Chicago in years. And so, like, you know, it's literally like when you're walking the roads right. in some, certain areas, you're like three layers from the ground. Like there's really there's like a underground subway and then there's like an underground parking or like there's underground parking and then there's underground subway or okay. something like that. Like, okay. It was really bizarre. Briar and I were actually walking around downtown. Uh Briar, my my co-founder for for Satchel and a, a good friend of ours, and we were looking for, for a restaurant. And somebody actually we, we called up the restaurant, and we said, We're we're here. GPS is saying we are right here. And they said, Do you see stairs? And we looked on the on on the pavement, and we saw stairs going down. They're like, Go down the stairs. And I'm like okay, where are we going? You're gonna get me murdered. No, but seriously, <laughs> there's like there's like a whole underground layer to Chicago, and apparently an underground layer to that. Here's the thing, though. Okay, okay. so we go into this uh, this beautiful, beautiful shop. We uh, we go in. We take a look at the massive amount of inventory they've got. I mean, ridiculous numbers of pipes. Uh, they're pipe tobacco. He actually gave me a tour of both their their shop as well as the uh, the inventory they had in the back. I mean, yeah. yeah, dude, your your pictures were incredible. You know, I, I'm
2: so used to being at the Squire, which of course is a you know smaller. Uh, pipe shop tucked away here in the south, but like you, you know, so w- when we have, uh, you know, let's say our, our stash of Dunhill 965 over there, like, it, you know, if I sold two tins of Dunhill 965 today, like, I, I'd be out. But, Dude. but at Ewan Reese, like, man, that, they got a whole vat of those things just wait, just waiting in the wing.
0: Man, they've got, uh, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. I took some pictures so cool, posted man. up there. They got a ton of stuff and, uh, it was amazing to hear their story. I can't wait to mm-hmm. get that shop talk out. It's as soon as I have a chance to sit down and edit it. Any, yeah. any additional audio right now is, is, more difficult than it used to be in terms of editing but i hope to get that out to you guys soon but i would encourage you if you are ever in the chicago area you gotta check this place out i mean their their pipe smoking lounge you know because of the layers it's raised up and like the train is going by uh by the window but like in a really cool kind of way yeah yeah it's awesome they've got a they've got a a poker table, like a poker lounge in the back as well. That's awesome. I mean, it's incredible. Like next time, like next year, when we go to the Chicago Pipe Show... Yeah. Like we need to we literally... Need, we need
2: to make a make a point to get out there. I yeah, think... And see those guys.
0: Either the day before or the day after the Chicago Pipe Show, we should have a Country Square meetup in the city, in downtown Chicago. Yeah. And actually go to this place, rent out that room, get some poker going. Like it... it you just you just want to be there, man. It's awesome. Man, it sounds incredible. Ewan Reese, man. And, and they I do a lot of cigar stuff
2: as well, right? Tons of I mean, yeah. So they, I yeah. mean, they're just constantly moving just real premium products and everything.
0: And you know, just great yeah. customer service too. I mean, I'll share this uh, as well. We had a we had a situation where. Uh, Breyer uh, actually was buying a pipe, yeah. He mentioned this to me, yeah. yeah. And you know, Breyer, a
2: beautiful what is it, a 2013 Savinelli uh, collection pipe, right? Yeah,
0: gorgeous looking pipe, yeah, beautiful pipe. And uh, and so you know, they were trying to process his his card, but you know, Breyer doesn't travel to Chicago all that much. So when they saw a transaction coming from Chicago, they thought for sure someone had stolen this card. yeah, we're flagging that, <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, they were so kind. They actually, they, they uh, worked out a deal with us so that Briar, uh, they were going to, Briar gave them his information. And if they, if they couldn't run it, then uh, they would call us. But otherwise they were yeah. going to take it, you know, so that we didn't have to wait uh, while they were working out that issue. They yeah, got it all worked out. Briar paid for the pipe and, and man, I just, great customer service. I mean, just award winning, honestly. If, if I had an award, I'd give it to him a award winning customer service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, all that all that gushing to say, That really really great uh location, great shop in the Chicago area if you're ever out there, uh you
2: got to check it out. Well, my my biggest question from your Chicago venture is um did you uh did you catch any Pokémon?
0: You just asked me that question. I I, I was not going to bring it up. I did. How are you aware? Cuz you, you didn't think I knew. No, I, I didn't.
2: Yeah, so uh I I just kept hearing stuff about. I kept seeing these Facebook uh, pictures of <laughs> people in real places in real Jackson, Mississippi, um, but in front of these like little cartoon characters that I that I recognize as Pokemon because I played Nintendo in the 1990s, yeah, uh, and, and Game Boy and all as, that. As as many of us did. Uh, as many of us yeah. did. So so I'm I f- was familiar enough to to recognize that as as what it was. And so uh and, and then and then people kept uh telling me I got these text messages from so- folks that said, "Man, there's a Pokemon gym." Right behind the Country Squire. I was going to tell you, it's right there. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that that is the best marketing I ever could have done without knowing that I did.
0: Dude, <laughs> so you remember? When There's we a Pokemon
2: were... gym at the Country Squire. Yeah, man. So let, let's explain. Okay, what what what's kind of got my understanding? Correct me if I'm wrong, Bo. But um, this company that I think you'd actually talked about the the previous Ingress uh, In- Ingress this yeah, yeah. app that they came out with. Um, you know, it was like a real life app. So basically, you know, take the camera on your phone and the <laughs> GPS on your phone. And then you're walking around in your real reality. Let's just say down your neighborhood street. And there's stuff that you can pick up and do and, you know, trade and manipulate and all these things. But, um, you know, and, and, and it's using your actual location and your actual, right. you know, surroundings for this, which is, which is just crazy. And so at, at some point, we're going to talk about pipe tobacco. I promise it's coming, but, um, it's just so fascinating to me. So, um, it's it, been, it's, it has been, it's soared. And well, as you, and so what, what, but what happened just to, I mean, just to kind of finish up the first yeah, yeah, part yeah. is that they, you know, the, the ingress, I guess it, it did fine, but like they, they use the same idea with Pokemon. Yeah. And like Pokemon, that's like a child of the nineties and two thousands. Like that's, that's our jam. Nineties nostalgia, the most
0: powerful of nostalgias out there. You thought eighties nostalgia was powerful. <laughs> you have not met the children of the nineties. See, like. There's this, I've got a whole theory about the psychology of all these people born
2: in like yeah. 1975, like writing in like <laughs> terrible letters <laughs> Look, on how, got, how the 80s were better.
0: <laughs> I got it. Th- it's not about better or worse. It's about how nostalgia hits us. I got a whole theory about it that I'm not going to get into now, but I will say this. Please don't. Um, so, you know, yes, you got a gym right behind your house. You know, I mentioned it a while back. Yeah, yeah. That I was like, this game's going to be huge. We got the Pokemon Go podcast that we set up months ago. Cause well, I that got, timing was great. I got foresight, baby. Yeah, back then i I got the uh, Pokemon Go We got Pokemon Go Pod on Twitter. We got Pokemon Go Podcast on Facebook. We've been doing preliminary monthly episodes. Uh, me, we got a guy out from in Chattanooga. We got a guy out in California, and we've just been kind of gearing up for the game, getting hyped for it. And so the game takes off. It launches like what? It, it did like seven billion dollars worth for uh, for Nintendo. Yeah, and all of a sudden we're getting some crazy incoming downloads on uh, on pod that's great yeah that's great i mean you know i I just think it's
2: interesting like these businesses can figure out ways to like you know, I, I guess encourage, you know, these stations to pop up around they where they're at. I no, don't, no, I don't no. know how that works, if it's organic or what. So this I mean, is I the thing.
0: Well, in fact, with Ingress, we tried to do this with your store because right. what what Pokemon Go is doing is it's actually using. I promise we're going to talk about yeah, Python in about, in a about second. that too. Yeah. We need to get back on it. <laughs> what Pokemon Go is doing it's, it's using the quote unquote portal system from Ingress. Right. right. And back back when I was playing that in preparation for Pokemon Go, we actually tried to set up a portal in front of your store. And when when this happened, when like everything was going off and there were these gems everywhere, I was like, oh, dang, what if the Country Squire is a Pokemon gem?
2: Awesome, and now it is. Yes, <laughs> basically, basically. I just want I just want to say real quick before we segue, uh, Varge just wants us to know that the the one that's really hard to find is uh, a chew, <laughs> <That's, laughs> and he's that's right, good. he's that's right. Yeah, you know, it was great. We had that episode last week where we kind of talked about some of the esoterica blends. Yeah, and, man. Uh, we had those bags of uh, Tilbury and Dunbar and. Uh, I think a couple tins of Pembroke that were left, and we literally uh, got rid of the rest of that inventory on the, show Sold that, out on the show that night, which I thought was really funny. Do you have but, something like one ten
0: um, left in something right now? No, it's all gone. Uh, well, like, But I just mean in general, like, can we can we try that again Like to sell it? Oh, yeah. No, we need to do that more often. Like, yeah, let me crazy. find some crap that's been in the corner for like <laughs> 20 years, and let's talk about it tonight on the show. Black great. pepper. He's got black pepper. It looks like he's only got one That stuff left. looks good now. No, no, I'm that's not, not saying it's bad. I'm just saying yeah. that it looks like it's only got one left.
2: I, it is interesting they named it Black Pepper. You I got to open that can and try it.
0: All right. So there you go. Either John David tries <laughs> it or you buy it. That's going to happen tonight on Country Squire Radio. Guys, we've got a great topic to talk to you about. Yeah. We're actually talking twist tobacco. Twist tobacco. Do the twist tobacco. Ba, 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 da, ba. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. So twist tobacco is a really, um, you know, it's, it's one of these things that, you know, you go into your pipe shop all the time. You see uh, beautiful pipes. You see all kinds of tins. You see wonderfully blended tobaccos. You go into the cigar uh, lounge if they've got one or the humidor. You take a look at the beautiful cigars. You've seen it all before. But if you've never seen twist tobacco, when you first see it, it's a head scratcher. It, it it is. It, it it's it is. like wait. Do I need to get my doggy bag? Because it seems like you right. know Boo Boo just left something on the uh, carpet. A, 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 a Boo Boo, right? <laughs> <laughs> is this something I put? Uh, it, you
2: know, with with to feed the fish or like what do I do with this? Yeah, uh, man, twist tobacco. Yeah, we we just started carrying some at the Country Squire. And we decided we, uh, just want to have an episode where we kind of explore it and talk about it some. I'm, I'm actually learning, uh, some about it right now, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, hopefully we can have folks chime in that have had more experience with Twist Tobacco. But, uh, just thought we'd kind of explore it and talk about, uh, you know, wh- where it came from, kind of who the players are and what some different ones are that are, that are out there.
0: Yeah. I'm curious before we dive in, really, when, when, I feel like this is a recent addition to the Country Squire. Yeah. In my experience, I yeah. haven't seen Twist Tobacco, gosh, a couple of months ago, maybe? Well, the, the thing is, like,
2: you, you can buy it in tens, right? And so the most common way you see it now are in tens. And we've had it here in, at the Country Squire in tens before. You'll see it. You can get it on any of the online retailers. Uh, you know, the usual suspects, they'll have the uh, the Sam Gay with twists and the um, uh, Gay with and Hogarth twists and some of those that we'll uh, talk about some in a bit. But, but you know, occasionally you'll find a shop that sells this stuff uh, by weight or by length. Um, and, and so, what we've done at the Squire, we've just decided to uh, take the twist tobacco, and I'm gonna hold it up so maybe our folks on on the live show can see. But um, it's just a it's just a big old fat rope of tobacco, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, it it's looks like a, a rope
0: your dog left on the carpet. It, it, it does.
2: So, uh, <laughs> it, and so, as a matter of fact, I want to open it here just to. I mean, it's just crazy. Like it's a big honking rope of tobacco. The twist tobacco. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, folks will. We'll see it in shops. It's it's not nearly as common anymore. But in a traditional setting, in um you know late 19th century, early 20th century America, it was very common to go in a general store or drugstore or something of this nature. And and, and you know you if you wanted tobacco uh you know one of the ways and and one of the predominant ways you could buy tobacco was in a rope form huh. and so a matter of fact there's uh some countries on earth that it's still very very popular to buy twist tobacco and so they still sell it like this commonly wow. but, um so the tobacco that you see here tonight uh the the one i just pulled out of this jar is a uh gaywith and hogarth the um the sweet whiskey twist but um Ooh. what what they would do and and it's really cool you, you would have a uh like a like a tobacco plug cutter or a slicer um that would be mounted in your in your shop and and then the the tobacconist or the guy behind the counter at the drugstore or grocery store or wherever you were w- would actually just measure you out a length of this stuff huh and, and so traditionally uh tobacco in ropes is sold uh by the length and and, and so here at the country squire we have decided to sell uh, an inch of uh an inch of our twist tobacco uh for a uh, dollar
0: seventy five an inch. All right, so, so isn't that funny? But, but it's just kind of weird. You know, I'm looking around the shop. I don't necessarily yeah. see that you got some old school cutter. Can you just use a cigar cutter? Or there you go, cigar
2: cutter, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's about the right size. Yeah, it, it really is. It's perfect for it. And so you just kind of pop it in there and, and and can snip it real easy. But uh, what's cool is I found online this uh, beautiful old uh, plug cutter from a from a general store. And, and and it's a cast iron thing. And actually, I gave it to our good friend too. And he is restoring it. He's actually yeah. restoring the blade. Seriously, this big cast iron uh t- tobacco plug cutter. And actually, but we're gonna mount it right behind me, over oh, by the nice. over <laughs> by that cigar box <laughs> guitar. Yeah. And, and so when people come in, they can actually say, "Hey, I want an inch of that, or I want two inches, or whatever," and I can. Uh, I, I can measure it out and then use this big plug cutter to to slices. So, awesome. dude, talk about old school. Talk about like the spirit of the country squad. I know, right? right? That's it's awesome. gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be re- it's gonna be re- the folks at the FDA are gonna love it. The, yeah. they're, they're, <laughs> just, they're, they're just gonna love it. We'll talk about that later. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about that later,
2: <laughs> man. But um, yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, twist tobacco obviously is uh is very different nowadays and from what we're used to seeing. But you know, back in the 19th century, it was one of the most common ways to consume tobacco. Mm. And what was so great about it? It, it was extremely Popular uh, with working class folks and also military folks, and the the idea is simple. You know, we've talked about this before with uh, you know issuing rations of tobacco to um, you know military types or whatever. But you you know you've got a piece of tobacco that's very versatile, and so you can just take the take the twist or the rope and you know throw it in your pocket. And you know if you're working down, let's say in the coal mine or something, or on the on the ship, you know if you're up up in the you know next to the you know arsenal or something, you can you know just take a Take a take your rope tobacco and just just pull a plug off of it. Just literally take your pocket knife or just bite a bite a plug off of it and just chew on your
0: tobacco. Were they always about that that girth? In well, terms of the, the, uh,
2: yeah that that's the thing. They come in a variety. You've got these like uh, super super fat ones and like the little uh, pigtail twists that are real tiny and they, and and so they you have a variety of these that you can kind of go from. But yeah, and and so the tobacco was able to be consumed in the chewable form or in the smokable form and that's that's what's beautiful about it and you know as we got into the 20th century and you know tobacco uh, just with the advent of cigarettes and uh you know all this we and 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 just with consumer culture too uh you know the the art form of prep preparing the tobacco became less and less a, a focus, as you could imagine. So sure. that, that's why, you know, for the longest time, you didn't see, you know, there are folks that smoked a pipe for all the 20th century and never know what a flake tobacco was or a plug tobacco or anything like that, because that the idea of preparing your tobacco and having something unique like that was just kind of out the window if you could you know light up a cigarette smoke it and be done with it all within you know the you know 45 seconds time or whatever so you know uh, it took a lot of the art and the kind of um uh, beauty of the preparation out of it.
0: And you, you talk a lot about kind of the, you know, how we kind of experience a little bit of a a, a moment where people are trying to kind of uh, to be a little bit more thoughtful about what they're doing. And you think about kind of the, the origin of where that comes from, right? About this kind of culture that we had of like consume, 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 like, yeah. you know, get it out faster, get it out faster, get it out faster, make it easier and easier and easier and easier to consume to the point where it's like, all right, well, wait, hang on why are we consuming this in the first place? You know, like almost like there needs to be kind of a a pause. Like, yes, we can get everything, you know, faster, quicker, you know, larger, bigger. That's right. But but should we like, you know, and, and kind of thinking about it. And part of the thought that goes into that is like, well, how is this made? How is it prepared? You know, is this, is this special anymore or is or is this, you know, am I just doing this just to do this? Yeah. Something like a twist tobacco really does kind of, you know, string the right notes, so to speak, in terms yeah. of thinking about, yeah. you know, the, the you, you want something that is clearly done with a lot of care and love. Uh, At this stage in the game, twist tobacco. Twist tobacco is is your thing. That's
2: right. It's the most convoluted, baroque, like (laughs) you know, just complex, you know, form of tobacco that you can you can find now. Um, and 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 it's beautiful. You know, if you look at it, if you can get past the kind of it came out of the backside of your dog thing, then you know, it, (laughs) it it really is a beautiful tobacco. Um, you know, basically they. They form these, and the idea is they'll they'll take long leaves of tobacco and you know kind of uh, put them out next to each other. There's these videos you can watch online of this stuff. It's really fascinating. But they'll they'll start to kind of form a long, uh, you know, uh, you know, bunch up a bunch of these leaves together, and then start to roll this bunch in in a surrounding leaf of the same material, the same kind of leaf, typically, and so. Uh, you know, you'll wind up with this long cigar looking thing that they just, and they eventually just keep twisting and twisting. And then, um, and, and then you'll have different varieties. You know, you've got, just like any other tobacco, you've got flavored to, flavored twists and you've got, uh, unflavored twists. You've got twists that are, um, you, you know, have just been air cured or air dried out. Uh, and you've got other twists that have been heated and, and actually, you know, uh, you know, maybe stoved or, uh, you know, baked or something to kind of you know help mellow them out a little bit. Right, so, right. Uh, it just comes in a variety, just like any other type of tobacco. But generally, the the you know underlying theme of twist tobaccos is that they're just really strong. They're just really strong tobacco.
0: Yeah, you know, I, it's hard not to look at it, and even just hearing you describe the process and compare it to a cigar.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it even looks like one, you know, and you've got folks that have, you know, sat here in the shop and tried to smoke it like a cigar I was ask and, of you course, failed that. miserably. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well,
0: it's a different wrapping but process, it, I guess. It
2: is, yeah. I mean, you, and, and the leaves are a lot more moist and all this. You just, it if you ever try it, you just can't really do it. But um, it, if you're looking for, though, a really strong uh, tobacco experience and one that also is going to make you work for it a little bit, then uh, Twist Tobacco is for you. And it's one of those that, Um, you know, whether you chew it or smoke it in your pipe, it's, you're going to get a different experience either way, but, but both are super, uh, powerful. I, I, one of our customers that, um, is always looking for the biggest hit possible when it comes to, you know, tobacco products, he, uh, only uses, you know, premium tobacco products and, you know, uh, pipes and cigars and things like that, but he wants something that's really strong. Hmm. And so I gave him, when we got this, uh, this is, a uh, Brown number four, finest Kindle twist from Sam Gaywith, and we'll, we'll talk about these two in particular in a minute, but. Uh, I gave him an inch of that just to you know it's kind of a free sample just because I, I figured he'd like it and of course he came in the next day and bought a foot of it. <laughs> you gave him an inch, he wanted a mile. I know exactly, Well, He wanted a foot, right? And so he uh, and he came in and got it. But I mean, th- this this stuff, you know, it it it's strong enough to take down like a mountain lion.
0: <laughs> Is that the one that you had me smell once? and I was like, oh uh, no,
2: no, that's that. that we're going to talk about that. Okay, fair yeah, enough. We're we're, we're going to talk about that. So
0: let me uh, just
2: kind of broad brushstrokes on. Uh, the, you know, the market out there for twist tobacco. Obviously, there there's not a lot of makers that make this stuff. Anymore. Sure. It, there's a real um, it, twist tobacco originated in Britain. Uh, it's a very uh, fine, you know, art form and a, and a craft. There's just real fine, uh, you know, tobacco tradition in the Kindle region of england which is in the northeast of i'm sorry the northwest of england it's kind of uh on the along the irish sea over there if i'm not mistaken but um and and so you'll find a lot of times these are labeled kindle twists and that's you know for the name of the region that they come from uh you know this brown number four it says finest kindle twist and so you'll see that a lot but um anyway the twists are you know they come um Because of this tradition in in England, it just still resonates there. And you've got these artisans that make this stuff and have done it for generations in their family and all that kind of thing. But, but you know, those are kind of some of the last people that are doing this. You do have a couple of American boutique makers that do some of this stuff, but you know, as far as uh, you know, finding it readily available and you know, able to order from you know, folks like our online retailers or coming to shop like the Squire and and get something. You know, the 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 bulk of what you're going to find is either from Sam Gaywith or Gaywith and Hogarth, mm. uh, which again, this these are two brands that have a very uh, fun intertwined history uh, that we'll probably have to talk about at some point, uh, just because of because of that too. The oldest uh, tobacco brands in the in the world, um, but but now are, are together, but still under different names. Anyway, it's convoluted, uh, just like Twist Tobacco. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know, Sam Gaywith and Gaywith and Hogarth, they've got these twists that they still do all the time, and there's a, a huge variety of them. You know, the you've got uh, the twists that are not. Uh, cooked at all, and 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 then they, you know, might have you know cherry or rum or vanilla or berry or you know any kind of flavoring that are put on them. But then you've also got the twists that, uh, you know, have been steamed or, or fermented. It's based almost like on the way to being a Cavendish or something. So you know the the flavor is going to be a lot stronger, but the intensity of the nicotine is actually going to be a lot lower. Think of like you know as we talk about like coffee that. Um, you know, has been you know uh, uh, roasted longer. It's got a bolder flavor, but it's got you know less caffeine in it. And it's right. a Similar thing we talk about with pipe tobacco a lot happens yeah. as well. So a lot of similarities there. Anyway, on the on the rope, uh, just talk about these two that I've got here tonight. The uh, the Kindle Twist number four. This is Sam Gay with, and it's a strong natural um, tobacco. You're good, you think like Virginias and Burleys in here that are just uh real natural and strong but um I'm going to let you smell this it's a it's just a real um it's just a real bold tobacco here hold that
0: <laughs> it's it's very different if you want like, hey. to <laughs> smell a twist tobacco if you want to smell twist tobacco you really got to get up on it like it doesn't really have a jar note no to you it. do yeah you, you do
2: it's got um it's it's subtle you know when you're picking it out of the out of the jar or the tin or whatever yeah definitely is but i you know i feel like i have to smoke this to get it I think you should, or you could chew it. How do you break it? How do you break it up? Well, and that's the beauty. So you know, typically, uh, you know, they, you see uh, historically a lot of folks that would use like a plug knife or a tobacco knife to cut this kind of thing. Uh, today, you might see you know folks like you and me use something like a cigar cutter sure. to kind of shred some of this stuff up. But um, typically, you know, I'll sell it by the inch. So if you come into the Squire, uh, you can buy an inch of this tobacco or two inches of the other one or whatever. Uh, and we're gonna carry more at some point is, is the hope, but, um, you know, you'll buy this by the inch and then, uh, y- when you get it and ready to prepare it, you'll kind of start to slice it in thin strips, you know, thin, Thin slices. So uh, so like a, when you say slices, you're, you're talking like um,
0: almost medallion. Yeah, like a medallion. Yeah yeah, 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 That's
2: right. And and so, you know, and a lot of folks, too, will then start to kind of tear it into shreds just like you would. Right. You know, let's say you okay. open a can of a Scudo or a can of, um, you know, Dunhill uh, Luxury Navy Rolls or something like that. And you, you find these medallions in there. You just start to tear them apart gotcha. and, uh, and, and then prepare it in the same way. Um, a little bit goes a long way with these tobaccos. So uh, the brown number four is... This tobacco is not, um, it it is, it hasn't been heated or, you know, stoved or, or, you know, fermented at all. This is just straight up tobacco that's, Hmm. that hasn't been processed a a whole lot except for air cured. And so you, you just, you, you just kind of get a lot of nicotine. Like this is a tobacco that is well enjoyed after a big old lunch or, you know, dinner or something like that to kinda cap off the day. Like you you, you just don't want to do this on a on an empty stomach unless
0: you're a mountain lion. Yeah. You know <laughs> very similar to the cigar we referenced earlier in the show. Right.
2: That was like a, you know, Arturo of eight five eight. That no, it was you know, very, I would it, give to a you know child. But anyway <laughs> You would not, and no, no, no. I would not give it to a child unless the child were eighteen. But you know, there you <laughs> go. Um, the other one we've got tonight. This is uh, this is fun. This, this is one a, has my interest um, peaked. Gayweth and Hogarth. It's a sweet whiskey twist, mm-hmm. and so this tobacco uh, actually has been uh, cased in some some whiskey. I don't know what kind of whiskey they used. I probably should find out. But I'm actually going to cut some of this off so I can kind of show you. Yeah, um, you going to smoke it? And uh, I don't think so tonight, um, but cut a slice I mean, that off. straight
0: up just like chopping a cigar yeah
2: cause... i mean you just chop chopping it off right there and you can see kind of the twist is unraveling uh right. you know i mean they literally just take these tobacco leaves they kind of have a center of tobacco that they put uh you know in the middle uh, imagine a bunch of leaves lined up next to each other kind of bundled and then they'll take an outside leaf and kind of wrap around this and then start to um you know to to form the twist the actual twist of tobacco but um, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's a def- It's definitely a, a unique and interesting experience. Um, I, I don't believe the whiskey twist is very, very processed either other than, you know, maybe just, you know, the whiskey flavoring. So, again, you're going to have a really strong tobacco. The, the more they cook the tobacco, again, the more you're going to get less nicotine, less of the tar and things like that that really leave you feeling it afterwards. Um, and so... You know, I just love, uh, you know, what, what people have to say about this stuff. The, the one you were talking about earlier, um, is, is one made by our friends at Sam Gay with, and it's called Black XX, uh, Kindle Twist. And it's, it's just one of these that, you know, it, it's kind of got a notorious, um, it'll make you ask why. I mean, it, I'll, I'll just, it, it will. That's, that was my segue. I was just like, why? Why would I do that to myself? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or my pipe for that matter. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, it's just one of those that, um, you know, is extremely polarizing when it comes to, um, you know, comes to, you know, the tobacco world. Folks that are really into strong tobaccos, they love the Black mm-hmm. XX, uh, finest Kindle twist, uh, by Sam Gay with f- folks that, um, you know, <laughs> if you're an aromatic pipe smoker, if you're, I mean, like just if you enjoy mo- aromatics. most pipe smokers are just not going to care for, you know, uh, the, the black XX and, and frankly, most twist tobaccos because they're just they tend to be so strong. But um, the black XX particularly just has such a fascinating um, story. I don't have that here. I, I did not pick that up at the Squire as a bulk uh, tobacco on purpose. Uh, because I don't want to smell it. Feedback
0: wasn't. No, I just just don't. I just don't like.
2: Even if it would sell, I just don't want to deal with it. Right. 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 (laughs) I don't want to see it. I don't want to smell it. Like it. You know, it. When you open up the tin of the Black XX, it looks like um, kind of what I would imagine. You know, uh, opening a a diaper. (laughs) It's just really foul. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to, um, read just a couple of, um, of reviews of Black XX that, that are online. These are fun. They should know, be good. Occasionally yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see stuff like this, but a couple of these are off, uh, pipes and, or I'm sorry, um, tobaccoreviews.com. He says, uh, just some random folks. Uh, I was in my local tobacco shop and thought I saw a piece of, uh, excuse me, but dog crap in a bag. Uh, he said, I, out of my curiosity, I asked the question, what the hell is that in the bag? I should have known something was weird when the response I got was, ha 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 <laughs> ha. Well,
0: wait, wait, that was the guy that owned the store. <laughs> I know,
2: right? <laughs> he was like, hey, watch, watch this while this sucker buys this stuff, you know? <laughs> he said, he said, well, to make an hour-long conversation short, I loaded it into my Norting freehand, and, well, it made my taste buds feel like they were burnt, and the smell smell was very, very unpleasant. I would never smoke it again. Um, blah, blah, blah. We've got other folks that say... <laughs>
0: you sell it in your store when somebody wants to buy it, you're like, <laughs> No, you don't.
2: Black XX Rope. I really wanted to like this. I even had it shipped to me two Day Express. My first impression was, quote, Wow. Look at the blackened dog crap coiled up in the can. (laughs) Despite my first impression, it looked pretty yummy. And then he goes on to say, uh, he liked the punch. Uh, he got more punch off the Penzance than this for some reason. Uh, but when he, um, you know, smoked it, he didn't care for as much of the taste. You got another one, uh, that says, uh, quote, this is awful and never, and a never to forget experience. (laughs) From the appearance to taste in your mouth, it is gross. And if you are very tolerable, it tastes like, You soaked leftover cigars for days in pond water and then tried to smoke it. (laughs) Sam Gaywith has good tobacco blends. This one is not. Uh, Money just gone to the wind. And then uh, you got another one. Uh, Are you kidding me? Very strong. Does not taste like tobacco. Ruined two pipes with it. Now, because I'm an idiot, I'll probably never taste food again.
0: Yeah, to be fair, if you ruined (laughs) two pipes with it, you know, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Fool me twice.
2: I hope that pipe was a really crummy. You can't pipe. fool the fool twice. Uh, here's another one. After a few abortive attempts with a, with its stronger cousin, the brown rope, I tried the black XX, hoping it would be more flavorful and mild. Uh, taste and aroma is primarily reminiscent of burning plastic. <laughs> I've never gotten wow. through. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've never gotten through more than about half a bowl. Uh, the ash is dark, malevolent, malevolently gray, and the room note
0: is acrid. <laughs>
3: So clearly, this it is just so foul.
0: Loved by the community. Yeah,
2: another one says uh, notes of burning hair, methane, and melting plastic. One star. And my favorite of all these about Sam Gay with Black XX, and I, and I love it. Like it, if you smell it, it really does smell like someone took a steak and kind of like just kind of just kind of burned it a little too much. You no know disrespect
0: what I mean? to Sam Gay with. Us. No,
2: no, but this no, They, make, they make some. They make some awesome blends, and they, and they, and some people love this stuff, but you know they just. They're they're like Briar. Yeah, some people... Actually, Briar doesn't like this for the... the, Some
0: people love this stuff. You're right. Some people are in prison. Some uh, people (laughs) rob people. Some people are in insane asylums. My favorite by far, uh, this quote, this tobacco will
2: actually make you paranoid. After I smoked about a half a bowl, I began seeing things. I spent the next two hours afraid I would die, and then I spent the next hour after that afraid that I wouldn't. (laughs) All right, now I kind of want to smoke (laughs) it. (laughs) Ha, 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 isn't that out of control? Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! I'm just saying, Bo. Like you know, I, and, now, and, now, just, now that, and
0: just I want to set this again, right. That, that's, and that, my friends, is how you introduced me to Twist Tobacco. Was I, putting that in my face? No, I, I, <laughs> I, it, is, it is.
2: you know, and and the thing is that that is one type of Twist Tobacco. That is that's Black XX by Sam Gaywith. But um, the, you know, again, it's the the funny thing is even though the taste and, and smell of it is very you know acrid and um, you know strong, the the strength of it from a you know strength standpoint that it's going to have on your physiology sure. <laughs> is uh is not nearly uh so but man um as much as these you know the the whiskey twist and the brown number no. four these are you know tobaccos that haven't been uh you know heated as much and so they're gonna you know, probably taste frankly a little milder but then they're gonna be um be stronger
0: tobaccos so Great stuff, man. Uh, not so much that, but Twist Tobacco in general, really, really interesting. You yeah, know, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Pappy it? Joe actually tweeted in, uh, just kind of, you know, uh, reminding us and, and the folks listening that, you know, uh, rope tobacco was standard on sailing vessels, which that, that's right. Of course, that's given right. the time makes a lot of sense.
2: Pappy Joe, uh, um, a veteran of the, uh, United States Coast Guard. And we so we, were, very, we salute him for very it. Very thankful for that. Absolutely.
0: Right. Uh, and yeah. So, uh, Twist Tobacco. And so I, I did, you know, did you mention, I don't think you did. Did you mention how you first, Discovered twist tobacco, uh,
2: yeah. Just you know, honestly, I didn't even know much about it other than just reading about it in history books. Right, right from right. a from a consumer standpoint, the first time I ever uh, interacted with it was when I just started getting a few tins here at the shop of some of the Sam Gaywith stuff. And so, uh, you know, you open the tin. Obviously, uh, you know, if you're only talking a couple ounces of tobacco uh you know, you open the tin and they've basically just taken a, a section of this rope and sliced it off and, and okay. put it in the tin. So in
0: yeah. my head I was thinking tin, kind of like the bullseye flake, you know, which obviously Yeah. Now
2: it, and and those tobaccos in their original form look a lot like
0: this. Right, right, right. But, but when you get a tin of twist tobacco, when you it get it a tin like of, of,
2: of of actual twist, particularly from Gaywith and Hogarth or or Sam Gaywith, it's gonna look like like that. But sure. just it'll be, you know, maybe a
0: deformed a, cigar.
2: Yeah, maybe a, maybe a a cut or, you know, or something you found in your backyard. But yeah, but, you (laughs) know, but those few, (laughs) those few inches that are kind of just cut off and and put in the tin. So, um, yeah, and, and it really is, uh, just quite an experience to, to, uh, interact with. The, the beauty of it is that, you know, you've got this wonderful leaf that, um, you know, that we're so fond of that you can either, uh, smoke or, um, or put in your mouth.
0: Yeah. And there you go. You just did chewing it up. Have you ever chewed it before? Mm-mm, this is your first time doing it on? No, but it's really good. Is it? All right. It reminds me of that um, red man
2: chewing tobacco that occasionally I used to do if my mom's watching your mouth. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> but but like, in college, like on long road trips, occasionally I put a little red man in on a long road trip or something. Fair enough. I figured it would be kind of sweet. It does. You do taste a little bit of the
0: whiskey. Um, That's pretty strong. I'm not a chewing tobacco guy. I, I, you I strike me as one. Yeah. That's really strong. Wow. Now, okay, you want wow. me to get you some water now? Do you want me to take care of you? Because I will do it. The night's young. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Chewing tobacco or chewing tobacco. Twist tobacco. Twist tobacco. <laughs> what a great legacy item in the tobacco family. You know what I mean? Like yep. something that has a, a strong history throughout. Something that I think that, uh, you know, you don't... Honestly, if you walk into most uh, pipe shops, you're not going to necessarily just... You know, see it, you know, barrels and barrels of it on on the shelves, so to speak. Uh, but something that uh, is worth looking into and trying and, you know, maybe, maybe not chewing as John David runs to the other side of the store in order to spit it out. I had, no, I didn't spit it out. I just have to get a little, a little spit cup. <sighs> Not that kind of It
2: just of show. got so classy,
0: didn't it? It just oh, got so classy. Oh, my goodness. All right, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's. I can class this place up real quick. It, please do. You know how? Yeah. I, I have an idea. By talking about Missouri Meerschaum. Exactly. That's yes. Right. Yes.
2: Love our friends at Missouri Meerschaum.
0: Absolutely. Look, Missouri Meerschaum, of course, is the sponsor for this show. And if you have not gotten a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, I feel like I, I I don't know what to do for you. I'm sorry. Look, you got to have a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. The beautiful thing is, we're not just talking corn cob pipes. Mm-hmm. We are talking corn cob pipes, mm-hmm. but we're not just talking about a corn cob pipe. We're talking about a corn Cob pipe made with quality and with some fantastic shapes mm-hmm. you know one of the things i love about missouri meerschaum is they're not afraid to get experimental with some of the designs they have and uh and you know we've been taking a look at different pipes uh that, that they offer throughout the last several weeks we've got one sponsoring the show tonight and that is the missouri, missouri meerschaum Eaton Eaton. yeah Eaton. like like you've been eaten and now you're full and and right. And so you're going to smoke your eat? That's right. Uh, the Missouri Meerschaum eating a smaller pipe, a smaller bowl pipe, so you know. Yeah. Would you actually smoke a twist tobacco in a smaller bowl pipe or would you actually need something bigger for it?
2: No, actually a a small bowl pipe would be like the Eaton from Missouri Meerschaum would be a perfect pipe for twist tobacco. But twist tobacco is so strong. A little bit goes a long way. You know, you read through a lot of these reviews and people are like, man, it was pretty good, but I could only get it through, I could only get through, you know, a quarter of a bowl or half a bowl or something like that. So it does tend to be strong and so you'll be able to um you know with the smaller bowl pipe like the Eaton, and enjoy just a little bit and then you know move on about your day
0: well you know if you've been listening to country Squire radio for some time you know we've mentioned tons and tons and tons of tobaccos and one of the best way to sample new tobaccos is with a good quality corn cob pipe so check out the Eaton from missouri meerschaum if you don't have one that might be yours hey and if you've got one if you've got an Eaton pipe go ahead and take a picture of yourself smoking it this week we'll yeah. retweet that out uh and we will share with the good folks at missouri meerschaum how you guys are
1: supporting them while they're supporting us Pipe
0: question of the week. All right, guys, we have got a pipe question of the week. This one comes in from Henry Rankin. Yeah. I'm a regular listener of the show. In your opinion, do the new regulations effectively make it impossible impossible for a local tobacco shop to sell a bulk blend like luxury bullseye flake because the repackaging of the tobacco would make the local tobacco shop a manufacturer? Uh, Again, this is coming from Henry. It's a good question. This was actually uh, something that I talked to the good folks at uh, Iwan Reese about. What did they have to say about it? You know, I, I won't speak for them. Okay, I think I think that'd probably be best if I don't. don't that, that, speak that makes for sense. Them, but I, I can speak for me. Yeah, please do. Um,
2: yeah, I I think by the letter of the new regulations, um, if a if a retailer in the traditional sense is not registered as a manufacturer, okay, um, then they can legally not uh sell tobacco in this manner. Uh, like if you're viewing uh if you're viewing uh, the show tonight on a live show behind the camera here, we've got our tobacco bar. And so, w- without being a manufacturer, uh, it will be uh, by the letter of the law um, it, not proper or legal, I guess, uh, by federal regulation to uh, sell tobacco like this by weight that has been packaged by someone else. And mm. so, you you know, I, my understanding, if I understand the, the the law the the regulations correctly, is that for a for a tobacconist such as myself, and to sell a, a tobacco such as uh, Luxury Bullseye Flake by the ounce, huh. what I would have to do is uh, become a federally recognized tobacco manufacturer, okay? Just like uh, Lane or you know our friends at Stokeby or uh, you know uh, Sam Gaywith or whoever. Sure, sure. A- and then I would have to register that when I sell a product called luxury bullseye flake that it is, that, that it is luxury bullseye flake from Peter Stokeby. And and so there's kind of a two-step process there. It's like, okay, you have to be considered a manufacturer. And then you also have to, uh, you know, let them, let the government know that when you're selling that, this is what you're selling. Um, you know, how is that going to work out practically? I think it's I think it's not. I, I think it's not I think it's not going to be easy for people to follow and and maintain a true sense of like uh upstandingness with the spirit of the law. I, I you know, we're gonna do everything we can at the country squire to sell stuff like, you know, luxury navy flake and luxury twist flake and all the others by the ounce. Um if that means I've got to go, you know, register as a manufacturer and then turn around and say, okay, I'm selling this tobacco product that, that is already you know listed as a tobacco product from this other manufacturer. Now I'm just going to repackage it and sell it as the exact same thing. If I have to go through an extra hoop to do that, I'll do that. The question is, how much time is it going to take for that to be approved? And then how much money is it going to take for that to go through the process of being approved? And those are answers we don't have.
0: And, and we just don't know. You know, I've uh, I've seen some uh, different things going online, even as recent in the last week uh, about, you know, being proactive in this space. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have a little bit more information about how you can get more proactive in this space uh, as a listener of Country Squire Radio and a fan of uh, the pipe tobacco in the community as a whole. So, uh, but great question. Thank really, you so much. Really good question. Um, you know, I, to throw
2: a little red meat to a pack of wolves <laughs> right now, you know, I, I, I will say – Um, don't, don't look for bulk tobaccos sold by the weight to disappear from the country squire anytime soon. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I I will say that we're committed to doing whatever we have to do, um, in order to, um, you know, to keep a traditional pipe shop active here at the country squire. And, uh, it's in our DNA. It's in, it's in tobacco's, uh, you know, premium tobacco's history, and um, you know we we don't even think the spirit of the regulations are uh, aimed primarily at shops like us, and 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 fully believe that. So um, yeah, don't um, you know don't don't expect your favorite tobaccos to uh, disappear here at the Country Squire.
0: All right, man. Well, good yep. stuff, Henry. Yep. Thanks so much for sending that pipe great question. question. Yeah. And if you've got a pipe question of the week, you can send it in CSR at Potestary dot Quick fire
1: with the Squire. With
0: Quick fire questions. Ow! Are you ready, sir? <laughs> I am. All right, here we go. Knife and fork or just fork?
2: Knife and fork. I'm not, you know, I'm not particularly classy, but like, give me, give me a knife.
0: I think so. Um, you know, earlier tonight we had uh, dinner. I had, uh, along with dinner, a, a lovely heirloom tomato. Like a, a beautiful slice of an heirloom tomato. And I was thinking as I was getting forks and everything out, I was like, well, do we need a knife for this? And I thought, no, we don't need a knife. It's a tomato. Yeah. So I just used a fork. Now, had it been a steak, I would have used a knife, right? Yeah. So, so like, it depends on the food item. It does. I yeah. think that's maybe that's the spirit of the question. Like, if is it fork versus knife and fork when the requirements of the food do not necessarily require a knife? Okay. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You'd no, still, that's fair. You You'd go. What would you go?
2: I Well, some things I just think you're supposed to eat with a knife, even if you can just eat it with a fork okay
0: fair enough i see what you're going yeah. so your knife and fork i'm gonna go just fork. yeah convenience uh left or right right left all right and uh grandma or grandpa don't make me pick That's i know not that fair. that is an evil question that's not fair that is an evil question uh-huh. yes oh and that is a <laughs> <laughs> that is not an answer
2: <laughs> um gosh i
0: Yes, uh, you know what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like,
0: come on. I mean, yeah, that is that is a, not tough a fair one. question. No, I mean, I, one day I will. That's be. It's like, which one of your kids do you like better? Like, you know, I, I Sally hope, or Billy? I hope to one day be a grandpa. I mean, okay. <sighs> At this stage in my life, if I had to choose to spend a little extra time with my grandfather or my grandmother, I probably would choose to spend it with my grandfather. Okay um Why, why is that well so part of it is just kind of a legacy thing right like wanting to feel more like you know he he walked and then my father walked and then i'm now a father you know like there's a there's a lineage kind of tied to to kind of the the male narrative of our family right and so from that standpoint you know i guess there's that and then also the fact that you know of all my grandparents you know my my Maternal grandmother died well before I was born. So right. I never, I never knew her. Now, my, my step grandmother, who's always been, I mean, even calling her step grandmother is kind of odd, uh, just cause she's my grandmother. Well, that's probably right. Right. So, but, but, you know, and then, but then my grandfather on my father's side, who I knew, uh, the majority of my life passed away a couple of years ago. And so, you know, gosh, I think, I think a lot, I won't get, I, I shouldn't think too much about it cause I'll get emotional, but point being, uh, I would love to spend a couple extra hours with him. It'd be so yeah. that that's, that's how I'm going to answer that unfair question. I'll, I'll choose grandfather did, for that you reason. You got, you gave a lot more information than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you said yes. I want them all back. I'll tell you that right <laughs> that now. that work. Uh, and then Dan or James Brown, James Brown, James Brown. James Brown. Yeah. Excellent quick-fire questions. Those actually came in from Mortensen <laughs> Debbie. You know, he actually sent in uh, ours. Last week, he actually sent a whole list, so I, I divided them up. Uh, next week, we've got a great uh, great list of quick-fire, quick-fire questions coming in from Dan Schultz. Oh, yeah, our friend Dan. Yeah. yeah just, it, placed a, just placed an order, actually. Oh, right on. Very good. Very good. Uh, so, hey, if you've got some quick-fire questions, go ahead and send those in. CSR at potestary.com.
1: Your thoughts. Your, your comments. comments. Listener Listen feedback
0: all right we got some great listener feedback for this week uh but first let's tell you about the final sponsor for this week thispipelife.com this pipe life man yeah great new online community
2: geared towards uh you know younger more plugged in um you know pipe smokers that are all uh you know integrated with social media and you know content that um you know we all know and love uh, you know such as photography and music and Craft
0: processing and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they've got a, uh, it's a wonderful community. They've also got a, uh, a wonderful forums on there called, uh, The Pipeline. And, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's it's a great place to be. If you haven't checked it out yet, thispipelife.com. It's a wonderful website. Uh, you know, and you, you mentioned it, you know, there's, there's an element you look at it and it, it's very visual as matching the, the pipe smoker of the day. You uh, said, you said that so much better than I was trying to get across. It was like, how do you, do
2: I, how do I take this awesome aesthetic that they've created on this, you know, online community and and describe it, and it, it's it's hard to describe unless you go check it out. Obviously, you have to go. Uh, you know, join and become a member, which is free and and all that. But you get access to these wonderful um, you know amenities, such as the forums and and also reviews and 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 ways to integrate your personal pipe experience with uh, to the world with other you know to show to other other pipe smokers.
0: Yeah, if you haven't done so already, head over to thispipelife dot com. Register yourself if you haven't, uh, and head over to the pipeline. Let them know what you're smoking. Let yeah. them know you heard about it on Country Squire Radio.
2: Yeah. Hey, a couple of tweets I want to mention. Uh, Wes Brown says, uh, he's at Life of Briar West, of course, really good friend from the Austin, Texas area. He says, um, seems if, if you sell, if you sell PS Bullseye as PS Bullseye, you're a quote unquote reseller. Uh, take components and blend it into something else, a manufacturer. Wes, that would, that would make logical sense. Um, but since we're dealing with the, uh, behemoth, federal U.S. government, um, <laughs> they, anytime you are repackaging something, um, you, you are by the letter of my, this is my understanding. I'd love it if someone were to correct me, but if you, anytime you're repackaging, um, you know, something, even if you're selling it as the exact same thing, uh, by the letter of these regulations, you're then therefore considered a manufacturer and have to go through the hoops that, that manufacturers have to go through keep keep in mind what what's going on here okay these regulations were not they didn't think about the pipe community at all when they did this okay this is geared towards college kids in their you know closet you know putting together a bunch of juices together for you to put in this vaporizer thing to inhale as a as a vape okay right, now right. i have friends that vape I, you know, I get it like, you know, this is not a judgmental space. It's not. I'm just I'm just telling you what what the spirit of this is about.
0: We're also not a vaping podcast.
2: We're we're not. We're not (laughs) a vaping podcast. It's a pipe smoking. This is a tobacco tobacco pipe smoking podcast. Absolutely. And so, you know, the the idea here is, okay we want people are going to be combining all these, you know, crazy juices and nicotine, you know, flavors and all this kind of stuff together. We want the public to know what's in there. So, in order to do this, we're gonna make all, uh, tobacco, you know, products, or, you know, that contain nicotine, uh, to, to go through these steps, right? Well, you know, they're not thinking that I'm literally taking this product and putting it in, taking it out of a bag, putting it in a canister that looks like this, and then weighing it by weight and reselling it. That, that, That didn't even cross their mind, you know, in in this kind of stuff. They're thinking about the college kid that might be in the back room putting all kinds of crazy stuff in these, you know, e-liquids and then, you know, selling it to you with this, you know, device that heats these coils up and creates this, you know, uh, smoke that you inhale and gives you a buzz, but without the... Tar, or whatever you know, and so, so, so you're right. What what you said should be correct, but but by the by the letter of you know what they've put out here, uh, is is not. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll continue to talk about some of these things over time. Again, I'll be. I want to be very clear. Uh, do not anytime soon look for your favorite blends at the Country Squire to disappear. We will do literally whatever we can um, to continue to sell uh, premium tobaccos by the ounce that we custom blend here at the shop and and are committed to that. Uh, That's our identity. Um, you know, we are, have a proud tradition of being a pipe shop first, and that is very rare in our country. And we're going to continue to do that. So, um, but I I think, um, but, but, so I I think you have a, have a good point there. Um, and another tweet, Pappy, our friend Pappy Joe, he says, um, Twist Tobacco is made by feeding your dog tobacco and then waiting for a couple hours.
0: Yeah, I saw that. that was really and, good. And,
2: and then our friend Varge says, uh, only if your dog is a licensed uh, tobacco manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Wonderful. All
0: right, man. We also got some uh, listener feedback in. We got a, uh, uh, I can't remember how we got this in, but this is from Luke uh, Lawson. Uh, who writes in saying, I love the videos. So I guess it's from YouTube, actually. Luke Lawson on YouTube who said, uh, I love the videos. If y'all keep these videos up, uh, you need to look into opening an opening song. Uh, a cool tune to start the show. Keep up the guy. G- great work, guys. Uh, you know, actually for our pre-show audience that will not appear on the podcast, unfortunately, uh, or probably on the YouTube video when it's all said, and done. Uh, <laughs> I actually did break into song. Uh, it's it was
2: very fortunate. We want to keep all of our listeners. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you actually have a good voice, bro. No, the, I, you know, if I were uh, to to break out into song, people would uh, run and scream. And no, the people people um, had bury their heads in sand. But they, they don't like me. You know, one one thing. Uh, our obviously our good friend Brian uh, over at Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Oh, yeah, he, he has a whole section of his uh, show that's devoted to music uh, mm, traditionally, mm-hmm. and and I, I love that. So, um, you know, we. You know a lot more about music, both than I do. You know, but uh, honestly, I, I think we're both not particularly cued in
0: when not it comes to like. As
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, uh, I wish I knew more about music. But you no,
0: know, um, I, I there's a you know, we actually we were guests on a, a wonderful, I think, uh, the Cigar Jukebox podcast where they actually that pair was up, really cool. Yeah, yeah music that was and really song. Cool. And, uh, you know, at some point, I think we, we made the comment then we've made it since and I'll make it yet again. But at some point, it would be cool to do a Squire Select pairing up pipe tobacco and music. Yeah, um, you know. yeah I
2: think I think our listeners might give us more license to do that than pipe tobacco and barbecue. Oh, There it
0: is. <laughs> All right. We also got a uh, we also got a, 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 a comment on Facebook uh, from Patrick Barrett. And Patrick Barrett. Oh, this is in reference to Do you. I can read. This. Do you want me to read? This? Yeah. Patrick Barrett. Now, This is actually in reference to me going to Chicago. He actually saw the uh, pictures that we were posting out. Yeah. He made uh, some great commentary there.
2: Yeah. Love, Patrick. Good friend from the Mississippi Gulf Coast. He says uh, the question is now that our small town boy has seen the big city pipe shop, will he be able to be satisfied with a quaint shop back at home or will we have to hear, you know, they have this up at the shop in Chi town? Wow! Look, if you squire. ever come in and say that about my shop, <laughs> you're probably right.
0: <laughs> no, no, man, I'm I'm squire to the You know your day little I shop.
2: Die. Your little shop's cute and all. You know you've got your little dusty corner with your cobwebs and your you know a <laughs> few tins of this and that. But uh, you know up in chi Town,
0: no, man. Look, it was a it was a. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Iowan Reese is a great experience, and if you haven't checked it out, you have to. But I would say the exact same thing, and I do on a weekly basis. That if you've not checked out the Country Squire. Uh, that is also what, what, an amazing you
2: know experience. we what we lack in um you know maybe inventory or stuff like that we make up for in spades uh, in uh in character
0: yeah charm man like this is a it's a beautiful experience it's uh you know you maybe walk- not charm but character. <laughs> You're a charming guy. No, it,
2: no it's charming. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's charming. Just no,
0: to- look, you walk in. Look, you got you got the cigar guitar behind us. You got the tobacco bar now front and center in the shop. You got you can't see it on the on the live show, but you've got the uh, tobacco leaves hanging from the roof, which is awesome.
2: It, it, this is the exact uh, lounge area that Jerry Clower used to come in and 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 make up some of his material. Right I'm here. telling you, like this w- is Willie Morris. Like before he wrote My Dog Skip, like sat in that corner right there and watched Secretariat win the Triple Crown. Like
0: we're give almost- me a break. Dude, this place is awesome. We're almost standing in the spot. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, that's the thing. I look. I would never got chill bones. I'm 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 squire till the day I die. But but uh, great stuff. Thanks so much for sending in all the wonderful feedback, uh, both before the show and live on Twitter. Um, Happy Joe, your order did get shipped
2: today. You just asked me that on Twitter, huh? and uh, and it did.
0: And uh, by the way, Justin uh, Griffin on Twitter is uh, tweeting in that uh, he's playing Pokemon Go, and Execute just popped up in front of the show. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, this, it ties it all together, and I think there's no better way to do it than to twist it all up like that. Waka waka. Uh, hey, if you haven't been uh, following the show on uh, Twitter, you, you should. It's at Squire Radio. You can follow us individually. I'm at the Real Bow York. I'm
2: at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire.
0: All that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com, where you can tune in every single. Monday night at 6.30 Central Time. That's 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern uh, for the live show. We'd love to have you here. And you know, just before we went live, we were uh, discussing what it might be like to uh, not just go live in a digital sense, yeah. uh, but actually, you know, we we joke all the time about our quote unquote live studio audience. Which is always Briar. Hey, Briar. Say hey, Briar. And sometimes his girlfriend, too. Sometimes Sometimes. his his
2: lovely girlfriend.
0: Sometimes. But we were thinking about maybe next time, perhaps even when we do a Squire Select, opening it up to a live uh, whiskey and tobacco pairing in the shop. Yeah. Got chairs out here. We can actually have people go woo at the top of the show. You know, like, woo. It, hopefully we will inspire them to go woo. Yeah. Yeah. We well, <laughs> <laughs> Like we can hold up a sign that says, maybe Ooh, if we throw them beads or something, please applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that'd be great. That'd be great. But one way or the other, we're looking at uh, new ways that we can kind of uh, bring the live experience even more live for those who are able to make it. That's right. Uh, and if you're able to make like a pot, you know, a pipe pilgrimage to the squire, like, you know, so
2: many of our good friends have done. And, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we want to try to figure out new ways to make that even more special for you. So um, anyway, just thinking down the road a little bit. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, I don't want to get it twisted, but we had a great show tonight. Dude, I, I had I had a rope a dope of a show. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid.
0: All right, man. Let's go have a Good night. See you, brother.
1: listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.